Yeah, DJA, Big Joke and Jason. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> Big joke. That would get some serious listeners and also a serious audience that is not ours. When you say serious, like how seriously are people listening to a podcast called Dick Joke Adjacent? Want to make DJA. a bet? I feel like Dick Joke Adjacent okay. is like yeah. a stand-up comedy. Like it needs to be comedians talking about jokes. Like Dick Joke Adjacent, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually just the name of my new hardcore band that I just started. Yes. Comedians in cars getting Dick Joke Adjacent. Welcome to Author Ross. I'm Texas Dave and I'm drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, that kind luxurious of Luxurious hot chocolate. You should see the size of the morsels I just melted in this thing. I watched these, this chocolate steam into this oat milk and it was like a, whew, it was an experience. So I just apologize in advance for the number of chocolate mustaches that will happen in this. You're forgiven. <laughs> There's oh. one. Is it? Sounds delicious. Did you make it the way like, you know, and they have like the bar of chocolate over the mug and then it comes out of the machine and it just melts the bar of chocolate slowly in? Uh, no, That's I should. I well, for, yeah, for whatever reason of this asmr my yeah, right. my instagram reels like that's like every fourth video that gets like suggested in my i was like i don't know what it is about me and here. espresso <laughs> coffee related yeah. chocolate but i like espresso no i'm not doing yeah i'm not doing uh 8 p.m espresso today um this is just cough this is just uh steamed milk and chocolate very rich decadent chocolate with a dash of salt and some maple syrup in it so ooh, maple wow. syrup that actually sounds great i feel like this is one of those episodes where i normally have the things i say right now like this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road but i've already thrown that out the window uh ross is still in connecticut i'm in kansas city dave's in texas um what else do i normally say at the beginning of the show that we've already avoided um, something something socially distant it's the way yeah i did that already that's <laughs> <laughs> the only way we do the show uh, dave you'll you'll enjoy the fact that ross and i still have not been in physically in the same space ever still we don't even ever? know if the other person ever. exists in real life wow like, so you guys are pca podcast adjacent yeah yes. what is that? <laughs> that we had before we started recording that we PCA. <laughs> not so. not porsche club of america the podcast adjacent Yep, yeah. podcast adjacent. Now, yeah. you need, the thing is, I just don't think people understand how important TLAs are. You know, you need a TLA for everything, which TLA is, of course, the TLA because TLA is three letter acronym. So it's all about throwing because there's nothing that can make people feel uh, more inferior quickly than when you start speaking in <laughs> acronyms and they just assume they should know what it is. Mm -hmm. So start throwing PCA around, you know, you'll be like, oh, right. Yeah, totally. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. Dude, that was, oh, okay. I've, I've changed jobs twice in like the last six months and the amount of acronyms that I've had to be like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Is that, is, is that, is that command T I entered? Yeah. Is the, uh, yeah. is the, I no, feel like I was supposed to know this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's awful. It's awful. Motorsports. I found the interesting intersection is like working with Jared and the guys at black rifle you like you get some military dudes together and then you're just like i don't know no not have none of these <laughs> motorsport dudes get together and like oh yeah absolutely and it's just it's nothing but acronyms and i think made made to make everyone feel inferior and outside or to get shit across quickly 
for the only people that know, need to know what is being talked sure, about. Ross, I'm sure practical <laughs> application for it, but I'm just focusing on feeling small, okay? Especially in those two professions, like military yeah. and motorsport, like uh-huh. things where things happen in a millisecond, like so yeah. saving time matters. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of life or death experiences. <laughs> What's or, the overlap in the Venn diagram of these two things? Oh, it's acronyms, right? It's, it's TLAs, it's TLAs and FLAs primarily. You know, the uh, we use mostly TLAs, but every once in a while we got to jump into an FLA, and that's just you know that's uh, that's uh, that's BFC, you know, part of the course. So uh, <laughs> not, not PFTC, uh, just PFC. No, we don't. We there's no need. There's nobody. You don't need mm-hmm. T. You know, drop the T. Right. Yeah, so drop I'm, the T. I'm, drop. I'm gonna let you guys can continue this. I'm gonna go AFK for a little bit. I'm just I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Wow. That's good. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, We're doing it. Well We're doing the show well for sure. This is great. I clicked so the link, Ross, for Easter Jeep Safari. Come EG, up and it's talk EJS. About it. It's EJS. That is That's an true. actual acronym. So, yeah, let's only on Instagram. There you go. Let's, yeah, pictures real quick. Easter Jeep Safari concepts are out. Uh, it's a little more of the same thing that we've gotten over the last few years, except the most exciting and most interesting one is Magneto, which they released last year. It's an electric two-door JL with a six-speed manual, no gas, no no ICE engine acronym. And uh, it. now it's supposedly even faster with a 600-amp powertrain for 625 horsepower and 850 pound-feet of torque. So it does zero to 60 in two seconds flat with a six-speed manual and the full RockTrack transfer case. And... Uh, I don't know. That seems like the best way to have a Jeep, you know? Where are they, where are they taking that for, for Easter that, that needs that kind of power? <laughs> it's a very fast bunny this year. <laughs> yeah, like well, how many how many uh, candy-filled eggs do you have to, can you get delivered with that thing? That's, that's those are some stats. <laughs> All of them. All of these. All of them. Not, yeah, maybe not those, because this thing's not that big, but you can at least get those that you are bringing with you there very quickly. Got so. it. That's really the only note, like notable thing for EJS. We can move on now. Everything else is pretty boring. Well, if anybody I, wants to see the pictures, you can Google it because my computer has stopped Googling. <laughs> yeah. Google's down, man. It's just how it goes sometimes. Um, you guys uh, you guys had one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, Mr. Zach Clapman, on uh, before. And I saw that and I was like, man, Zach and I should need to do that together because anytime Zach's doing anything, I want to do it with him because I love him. Um, you know, we built a, uh, a lifted crown Vic for, for Zach, uh, for, for the show with, with, uh, Matt and Zach that then, uh, Jared at black rifle came out and saw it and, and, uh, was like, what's happening with that thing. And I had to introduce him to the concept of donks. He wasn't familiar with the donk. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. So we we did we have a new thing. It's called a Safari Donk. So we took Zach's uh, Crown Vic and we put oh, some no. general uh, grabber all brains on it. And then so of course in typical Donk fashion, you know you have to have a Donk livery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just threw out Ricky Lake Taco Bell. So we have oh a a Ricky Lake Taco Bell themed Safari Crown Vic Donk. Go ahead and take your time on that one. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, you guys mentioned Easter Jeep Safari, and I'm pretty sure I have a rally that week, but like maybe I just skip my job and just we take uh, Slick Rick the Party Vic to the Easter Jeep Safari. It's a party and uh, it's kind of, yeah, show everybody. Slick Rick, 
Like I'm just saying, look, the, hi the highlight of my whole year was when we were sitting in here filming a show with just like me, Jared, Travis Pastrana, and Travis just goes, everybody stop. And we're like, what? And he goes, Ricky Lake just reposted our gram. And the, <laughs> the Ricky Lake, which about four of your viewers uh, or listeners will um, know who that is, uh, reposted an Instagram where we tagged her in our, uh, in our Ricky Lake Crown Vic Safari Donk. So like honestly, I don't really have anything else to tell you guys since the last time I saw you, Ricky Lake reposted an Instagram of mine. So you have peaked. You have peaked. Yeah, that's it. Yep. When so, you peak, you win. Patrick told me so. <laughs> uh, that's it. So is the Donkified Crown Vic property of of Black Rifle? Yeah, it is, is now. It a yeah, I just car? Well, ba yeah, based on um, the way Jared treats things when content is made, I was like, you should own this and I'll maintain it. That'll be a better, that'll be a more equitable <laughs> relationship mm -hmm. for me. Um, so yeah, it, it now belongs to him. It's going to be driven uh, later this season. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but um, nobody uh, in the U.S. has really heard of, of uh, there's a Chilean superstar named Ricardo Crescente. Who yeah. will who will be making his first ever appearance? Um, good luck finding him on the internet. He's uh, only exists on the dark web, but he will be uh, piloting Slick Rick the Party Vic at a at an event at some point later this season. So I'll just leave that for you guys there uh, to yeah to catch up with. But, um, that sounds yeah yeah we're, super rowdy. We're, yeah, we're on about a seven month development plan for Rick. Uh, a lot of different <laughs> you know things we got to work on there, such as uh, try and get the Eaton truck springs that have that Zach had us put on it um, to work. Okay, really the only hold on. Fix seven so months. there are lift kits for Crown Vicks. Yeah, you just buy them on eBay this, Motors. Apparently, this was truck springs from like uh, an F one fifty or a Ranger or something. I just know that I just know that Zach and Matt were like, "Hey, we're going to send you these two cars." They showed up and we're like, "These are mint. What are you doing?" And then just boxes of <laughs> awful parts started showing up, and uh, Zach was like, "Hey, the, the lift kit just showed up for the Vic." And we walked around and we're like, "What? What is it in?" And he's like, uh, "It should be in some Eaton boxes." And I was like, "Like from like Fleet Pride, like yeah. for like a Freightliner." Right. What do you have? And sure enough, it's just Eaton shocks and springs, and it rides like we lifted it at a Fleet Pride. Okay, it is, so. Uh, from the videos, it looks like it has some of the most violent wheel hop of anything ever. I'm going to put it to you this way. The thing jumps incredibly well, but it lands like the end of Solitaire in Windows 95, right? <laughs> like it just, doing, it just doing, goes, doing, doing, it goes for uh, 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that is... I've done permanent spine damage to, I don't know, 7 to 12 people in that vehicle now. Oh, God. So That's, I mean, amazing and also terrifying, but I'm in. What else are you going to do with the crown yeah. other than, you know, make it worse? Just look at that. There it is. That's there it is. Oh, that's it, dude. Oh, that, oh there it goes. Yep. That was the end of that. Yeah, you guys had a good time. Oh. With that whole thing. Oh. The best part is like when friends show up with a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And then you just, and you just light the budget on fire and turn it into... Uh, chaos and uh, small nuggets of comedy. Speaking of chaos, the Black Rifle video with Bucky at the end with you driving the, what is it, Shelby F-150? Roush F-150? The Roush. 
Roush. Yeah. Roush. The Roush, uh, the, the supercharged Roush F-150. It was like a Shelby one, but about a thousand times better. Okay. So um, that one, was, that, that video is chaos. That is like yes, barely yes. contained chaos. Yeah, that's generous. That um, That's what happens when <laughs> Roush is like, hey, we have an F-150 and we need to shoot a commercial. Do you guys want to be a part of it? And Jared and I are in the same room at the same time. And we're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, all right, what do you guys want to do? We're like, I don't know. What are you trying to do? They're like, we just got to do a video with an F-150. And we're like, all right. And that's the concept that comes together. Um, and uh, yeah, we're like, well, we, you know, we've got Bucky coming to the team. We need to announce that. We have this window in our schedule and we have a helicopter. So And a whole bunch of pyrotechnics. Yeah, there's pyrotechnics as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're trying to find the intersection of where do we work with you know, Roush and, and Black Rifle uh, and do some rally stuff and play at the ranch. And it, apparently it was where we um, drift a truck around a quarry while a helicopter pours coffee through the sunroof uh, with Roush. I will say that was hilarious because I was like, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like a whole thing. We're going to have to like try and uh, we're going to have to try and like deal with the, the chaos of, of like, you know, trying to make a stock truck work and it's not going to work and it's going to be awful and it's not. And it ended up being, um, ended up being the most exceptionally like that truck worked so, so incredibly well right out of the box. We did like 40 takes of just ripping that thing sideways. And I was like, the truck's not going to be alive eventually. Somehow, somehow it survived. So we had a, we had a pretty red, uh, and it was fun that it culminated in, um, it culminated in Bucky, uh, for about four seconds so it was a whole video about bucky of what you see him for four seconds yep you had a jolly good time though it seems yeah we had we had more fun than we should have for sure we definitely every shot that looks fun to do we were like oh, i don't think that one was right and we did it again and again, and again. <laughs> had to leave to refuel that's what we got oh to. my god so isn't that how shit usually good. ends going really badly though when you're like yeah. you know maybe yeah. just one more or like jump yeah, a little further absolutely. hey I'm recording this right now. Sorry, we have somebody decided to come in. We have we have to feed dogs. It's it's dog feeding time, but it'll be too loud for too long. So. How is the rescue going? Uh, we haven't really done anything with rescue since uh, early COVID. I mean, there's always dogs coming through here, but we're just not doing. Uh, wow, yeah, that's the shot. Goddamn. That's it. That's the look at that. There's the wow. The glory of YouTube on YouTube trying to play youtube i can do stills <laughs> yeah i like that's that's the right honestly though that's the right move is jared reaching out of a roush f-150 trying to capture a bag of coffee being delivered by a helicopter with the tail rotor almost taking his hands off that feels right it feels is that, like a is that an r44 yeah okay it is because the r22s it are is. shorter right yeah Yep, ours for 22s are just a little little side by side. The 44's got the back door. Um, the oh, this is the sketchy. that's the Micah mobile. It's the what mobile? It's the same. That's the Micah mobile. Micah flies. Oh, that's oh. right. Our, our other our other favorite uh, automotive journalist yep. and all around hilarious human being. We've been talking about getting him on the show, Jeff especially Fox. with <laughs> especially with Jeff being you know a regular. So got to reach yeah. out to him. You do. I definitely would definitely get Micah um, and just clear your evening because he's like, he's like a Zach. He's just one of those people that once it's, you're just like, I can't, I can't, he's the, he's a legend. I love that dude. I had never, I actually had never met 
uh, Micah, and Zach posted a video of him flying around in Micah's helicopter. He's like, it's always good when a quasi-stranger invites you to go fly around a helicopter. And I commented like, man, that looks fun. I want to go fly in a quasi-stranger's helicopter. <laughs> and Micah's like, hey, Ron said that you're a cool dude. Want to come fly in my helicopter? And I was like, oh. sure. So that was it. So he was like, well, next time you're in LA, let me know. And I was like, I'm there on Christmas Eve. And he's like, well, I'll abandon my family for half of Christmas Eve then, and I'll go fly with you. And I was like, uh, it was, oh, dude, legend. It was, it was so fun. But he, you know, he, then he bought his new helicopter and he bought it in Texas. So he came in and he buzzed the track with it on his way to California. That's uh, right. Which is somewhere in there. Was that uh, okay? When the everyday driver guys were there, who was? What there was a helicopter involved in that too. Was that? That might have been when Micah? they were there. I think it was. Yeah. Huh. That yeah. was a weird little overlap here. There it is, Texas, California, flying our helicopter home. God. Yeah, we just we just looped uh, Fortunate Son, waiting for him for a long time, and then <laughs> when he finally when we finally heard him, one of the guys just goes, "Chopper inbound!" and everybody dropped everything. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was like you know, only the greatest moment of all. There it is. Oh, Boom. come on, oh, ads! I'm gonna get rid of Sharon, and then I'll do it. Yeah, you guys have to watch the ads. There. That's amazing. We the guys that guys are paid to be in this party. Get out of here, nerd. I was trying to collect. Am I right? Yeah, oh, right. Man. That's fine. Um, so yeah. we'll have to reach out to Micah. But so, what else have you been up to other than everything? I moved that bus uh, that's in that <laughs> video. I moved that. I got that done. Um, I took that little, the small white building over like at the top of the screen. and took that down. Um, this is, this what is the hangar, right? Uh, this is the World War II hangar. The hangar. That is well, the, the Craigslist hangar. Yeah, you oh, bought off Craigslist. Yeah, I yeah, definitely, definitely bought that on Craigslist and built it with uh, five wildly unqualified dudes and two forklifts. So, <laughs> uh, still standing through several very severe windstorms now. So uh, yeah, we're um uh that that's been i think we're good i think it's gonna live there for the rest of its days now and it will not fall down and i'm not crossing my fingers right now so everything's great how is all of us <laughs> yeah no uh, everything's been good man we we let's see i last talked to you guys in fall september ish of 2020 mm -hmm. uh well uh, let's see we didn't we didn't go broke during 2020 i had just i guess maybe i had just closed on or was about to close on the ranch we were buying the ranch mm -hmm. at that time yeah i think it was just uh, after yeah okay yeah good so we did that you already knew that though then nothing else has happened i've showered twice i've washed my hair <laughs> i've trimmed my beard in like may of last year that's about all i, I think it's happened um spend some time in a skid loader at some point you had to mm -hmm. like, that's your oh, favorite place man, skiddy, skiddy yeah i have i've put a few hundred hours on on that um yeah, early in 2020, Jared and the guys at Black Rifle came out here for for a class with some friends. Uh, it was sort of like a not a brand that I know anything about. Not any not guys that like at, at face value that you know culturally I would feel like we were really super connected. Um, but it was like, yeah, cool, whatever. They came out, and uh, Jared and I just kind of like immediately hit it off. And I think it was just a really cool timing of of I think especially in a country in a time where like everybody is so entrenched in and, and obsessed with dividing ourselves in our friend groups based on our partisan politics as well. Like even subdividing within our niche of like, well, yes. Yeah, so what if you're into this, 
you voted for this guy. And, and I think it was super fun for me because like, I don't, I don't come from a super conservative background. I don't, I, I don't have, a, you know, any veteran, you know, family and not a lot of friends. So it's not a world I'm really exposed to at all. Um, and, you know, Jared and those guys, like it's, it's, uh, it's tough with a brand where identity politics by choice or not ends up being a, you know, a huge part of, of, of the brand. Um, and, and Jared's just like, I couldn't have been my own prejudices about what I expected when I encountered those dudes just like, couldn't have been more wrong. And, uh, it's really rad to see a brand that dudes have built from scratch, you know, to do something that they're really passionate about, which is to help veterans and to create jobs for veterans. And, and Lord knows it doesn't matter who you, who you think is the right team and the wrong team. The bottom line is there's no political party or group who has actually been doing the work to support veterans. Um, that's true. And, and Evan and Jared are doing that and they're doing some absolutely staggering work. I've been a fly on the wall for enough conversations to like, to know the integrity of those dudes in that organization. And, and I'm, I'm really proud and really stoked now to get to work with them um, and help them, you know, sort of build their presence in, in rallying and in off-road motorsports as a whole. Um, and it's been cool. Cause you know, we, they trusted us with building them some cars and, and getting them into rally. Um, and, and now we're sort of bringing other brands into that fold. And, and so Jared and I spent a lot of time together just working with other companies and, and kind of being the, uh, the conduit by which people can, can engage with, with rallying. And I think what's cool is like rally is such an amazing sport and, and everybody in every form of motorsports knows that rally is super rad and, and everybody wants to be a part of it, but like, it's super inaccessible. And, um, and yeah, obviously, you know, they, they sponsored BJ Baldwin now. Hey, look, same helicopter. Um, right. Crazy. And they've got they've got BJ in the in the the off road program there, um, but you know once Travis Pastrana came on, it was clear that Rally was going to need to be a big focus for them as a brand, um, and off road is just such a better fit. You know off road and Rally are such a better fit for that brand. So we've spent the past year sort of like accidentally evolving that program, um, and uh, and you know obviously Bucky and I working together. Um, it was kind of, you know, Rockstar supported Bucky for, for a long, long, long time since like we had to look it up when we were, when he and I were talking about this, he was like, I don't know how long have I been with Rockstar? And it was like, you know, 2006, seven. Oh, wow. Um, wow. But when Travis made the jump to Black Rifle, it, it just kind of felt like the right time for Bucky to do the same, you know, Bucky's in like this, this, you know, sort of evolution of, of where he's going in his career. And Jared and Evan really understood where Bucky is in a really rad way and, and welcomed him into that community. And so it's, it's the part that's fun is like working with these guys is it's as, as effortless as like getting on a podcast with you guys. There's, there's no agenda. We just say, Hey, wouldn't this be fucking cool? And then if it makes sense and it aligns and the there's budget and other partners want to do it, the Roush, the Roush video is a great example. That thing literally was four minutes of Jared and I being like, we'll do this and then that, and then this. And we, that entire thing to a T every, every, every dot on the I and cross of the T we had, we had all of that done in like five minutes of brainstorming <laughs> and, and then we put it all down and then we showed up with gear and shot it. And uh, so that's been super rad. And the opportunity for me has been amazing because it's gotten me back in a rally car for the first time in, in a decade, basically. Oh. Um, and we got Bucky, you know, in for a handful of events this year. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's a super fun year. We've, we haven't slept since, uh, we decided to do this officially in like October and nobody slept since then. But, um, but yeah, we got Bucky back out on the stages. Um, we ran four cars at our first event. Sorry. Was it five? 
yeah, five, five cars at our first event of the season, um, which is right here at uh, 100 Acre Wood Rally. 100, yeah. 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 Um, that was that was a pretty wild effort. And then uh, we've got this really rad, young, talented kid from the UK, Tom Williams, um, who's also running with with the BRCC team. He's he's the youngest on our squad uh, and he's the most experienced. He's competed in the, the junior WRC, in WRC three and, you know, all over in in Europe. Um, and so he's in that's our guy and he's in the the R5 category, which um interestingly enough this is this is like the wrc2 support category globally but um you know in u.s rallying we're kind of working to pull the top level of the sport back to uh back to like sort of this r5-ish spec um nothing's official yet but that's you know that's kind of in the rumor mill so um yeah, so we got Tom working with Rally Ready Black Rifle. We've got Travis in open class. So we've got Travis, the top class, Tom just below, and then me and Mike Glover running in limited, uh, along with Bucky for some one-off events. Um, and then Jared's wanting to jump in for for two-wheel drive. Um, Bucky, oh. obviously, as usual, looking the coolest. How's he out of it as a tripod? <laughs> like <laughs> that's impressive. You know, I, the dude, the dude is the dude is a, is about to be fifty years old, and he still does yoga poses like twenty feet above a vert ramp. Uh, so I just want to ask questions. Like somehow he manages to articulate his car cooler too. I don't get it, man. It's just Bucky shit, man. It's just how it's he just is. vehicular <laughs> contortionist. <laughs> Crazy. Were the black rifle yeah. guys like into rally and cars to anywhere near this capacity before they came down to the ranch, or was they they got there for the weekend and were like, oh, this is yep, this is where we're putting our time, effort, and money sanity a, a little yeah a little column a, a little column b i mean like okay. jared had been exposed to rally cross with travis you know a few years previous through their friendship um and he saw the potential with rally cross because again like anybody who's seen it is like oh you don't have to have a, a degree in motorsports to like see rally cross and see six cars wheel to wheel it's like a bar fight for cars it's amazing um it's simple to understand and it's a really digestible format but nobody again it's the same problem we always see in motorsports is the people organizing the event wow i, I was stressed out that i was going to hit that boulder even I though was i too. just lived this deal <laughs> a week ago um the uh you know it's the same thing that always happens in motorsports is like people the guys organizing the the sport are too worried about the competition regulations and all the other now i'm worried i'm gonna hit that guardrail um, you know, they're not, there's not enough emphasis on building the sport out in a way that's digestible, approachable and, and enjoyable for the, the, uh, the fans and, and like Rallycross started to do that. But, but again, you know, GRC blew it with the, the leadership there. ARX had a really good thing going, but it was owned by this massive global sports corporation. And, you know, so it was like the, really? the, the, all the organizers were, just dudes with jobs, not people who are super passionate about rallycross. Um, and now that it's in the hands of Nitro, it's it's Travis and and a group of really passionate people. And of course, there's a bunch of you know there's board meetings and all the other horrible shit that 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 wants to do its best to like you know create the same level of organizational chaos. But like largely, and at the end of it, it's still going to be Travis in his in his best space in a creative role, really pushing that sport. And so having guys like Jared who have you know, like, I mean, like savant level marketing genius, you know, Jared does and, and the whole Black Rifle team, like, it's easy to discount them as like, they made some funny viral videos and, you know, roasted some coffee, but like, 
every one of those dudes are there's just levels of genius in in their skill sets that 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 you know just it's impossible to convey and jared specifically has a, a remarkable niche for for just understanding what's happening in in uh behaviorally in, in the world of marketing mm-hmm. um so it's just super fun because yeah he came here and he was like oh shit okay i get it this is this can be really fun like there's a way to do this that doesn't have to take itself way too seriously and doesn't require a you know a finnish accent and a stoic face and right. and like <laughs> once we once we connected on that, I went on the Black Rifle podcast with him and it, and we just made Squidbillies jokes and like, you know, Jared works really hard to, to like meet people where they are. Uh, and that that's something I've noticed in everything that he does is he just effortlessly knows how to extract the best out of somebody in a short period of time. And, and he brings that same approach to the sport and, and the sport needs this so bad. Like, I mean, as you guys know, all all disciplines of motorsport are are looking for their drive to survive moment, right? Like everybody's oh, like, how do we yes. get people engaged with what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Even you know, with WRC fake commentary. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just just Will Buxton to come back after the season and and make a bunch of fake comments, and you're dialed. Is it um, is it Will who's actually the fake announcer? Yeah. It can't be. It's got to be some voice so. actor. But you it could 100 like percent tell when it wasn't. Yeah, Crofty, but... like. Yeah, it's, I thought we'll just like, call him Will Saxton. It's just <laughs> about Will Buxton, but not quite. No, we, Bill uh, Waxton. Yeah, Will. Yeah, that's that. That's it. Bill, Bill Waxton. I saw uh, Bill Waxton here. Uh, Bill Waxton. If you finish first, you've won the race. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, um, but yeah, I think. I mean, like that's that's our big thing is like just how do we how can we like how do we take black rifles ability to, you know, to build an audience and, and rally people, pardon the pun behind the brand and the experience and like get them to the service park at rallies. Rallying is a, is a super rural sport. All of the, the big is. events are mm-hmm. in small communities, but mm-hmm. like that is, that is, that is black rifles demographic. That's their, that's the people who, you know, who support them a lot. And uh, it's super easy to say, Hey, can we, if we build these activations at these events, people will show up and immediately the series knows that this is a huge opportunity. They've been incredibly supportive. Obviously, having Travis there, Travis has got you know his chops and his people behind it. Um, and for us, it's just rad to be like to have a rad outlet where all of our creative ideas are met with enthusiasm and uh, you know and our super receptive you know audience and team. So yeah, the seasons we've done two events. Our third event is in a week. We've it'll be three rallies in like six weeks. What are oh. I think a total of. Uh, uh, 11,000 miles of towing. Jeez. So, so uh, where have you been and where are you going? We did the first round of the championship was the hundred acre wood rally in Salem, Missouri. We just did the rally of nations in Mexico and in, in Guanajuato, which is normally the world rally championship round. It's off the calendar for, for 22 on the WRC calendar. And so this is like a candidate event to, to kind of get, you know, get the FI hyped again about bringing it back. Um, so our job there was just to go down and put on a show, which like there's, if there's one thing we do well, it's that. So I just went down and uh, just drove the car and honked at every single spectator we saw the entire time. Because <laughs> um, like yeah. we do three passes of all the stages, so I figure if you're the guy in the in the green car with the yellow headlights who like honks when spectate when you see spectators, then they're gonna know that and they're gonna take videos. So like oh, now yeah. we have all of this all this spectator footage uh, of us driving past people and honking. Amazing. Um, which was that that event is insane. Um, and, and it was super special because our uh, our teammate Mike Glover, um, 
Mike was, uh, you know, a spec ops guy who's a Green Beret who uh, actually was vetted for the CIA by Evan, the other uh, co-founder of Black Rifle. Um, so they like, they go way back. And Mike decided like six months ago, I'm a rally driver now. He's like, I've been to rally school like five times. I'm a rally driver. This is what I want to do with my life. And dudes like Mike, uh, when they decide things, then like that, that just is reality. And um, he reached out to me, we, we connected, like just hit it off instantly. Same, same thing as Jared and I, like just super authentic, real, again, really brilliant dude, the biggest heart you've ever, you've ever seen. And, and like, is just has a huge appetite to, to, to do good for people and his company Fieldcraft survival, they do a bunch of like survival training and, um, yeah, all kinds of really remarkable stuff there. And they design lots of gear and gear bags. They design a ton of stuff for overlanding um, and are like heavily sort of getting involved in the overland space. His big thing is sort of taking his tactical and and survival experience from uh, from his military service and finding ways to apply that in the overland space. Um, but, you know, I figured if the dude, the dude talks a mean game, so like, let's just throw him off the deep end. Um, so we decided his second event ever, uh, he, he DNF'd the first event because we lost the engine in his Subaru. So the second event, we just took him to the Rally of Nations, which is just a WRC event and arguably the toughest WRC event because it's at like 10,000 feet and 90 oh. degrees. Um, uh, and he finished, uh, but as he crossed the finish line, literally the wheel broke off his car, like the whole corner, like just the number of rocks he hit the weekend, the trailing arm snapped and the whole wheel just went, whoop, see you later. Oh. Um, that's so he managed to get his finish still, but uh, yeah, we we just threw him straight trial by fire. So his third rally ever is the Olympus Rally in Washington in uh, what a week and some change now. So um, yeah, we're loading his car up, new engine, new suspension, new stuff, and crazy. Um, yeah, back on the road. So it's some people been, uh, just have it, you know. I, I guess so. I guess so. Mike is definitely that guy. If there's a guy who has it just sort of universally, it's, it's Mike Glover. Mostly he just has the most sexual and sensual deep voice that like, it soothes me like this cup of now tepid chocolate. Opens doors for him. Mm -hmm. mm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's been our year, man. It's been uh, trying to build ourselves a little mini rally empire out of thin air. Um, and making it look like we're doing it with a, a lot more budget than we are. So, um, but it's, it's been good. Cause it's just been, it's just sort of reinforced like the, you know, you do all this work like we have for the past decade, building the rally school and building the community. And more importantly, building a team full of people here who like everybody wakes up every day and is doing their dream job or some version of it. And that takes a lot of energy and like, it's easy to kind of get lost in that shit sort of like, you know, building a, building a car or, you know, a Jeep or an overlink or whatever. Like you, you just sort of get lost in the, in the process. And it's hard to like, it's hard to see the forest through the trees sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then an opportunity or a, a partnership comes along, like working with these guys where it all clicks together. And all of a sudden, all these things you've been working so hard on are these massively valuable resources for other people. And, um, so it's been super validating for us that like all the work we've done for the past decade with the business is, is going to use. Um, and then, yeah, like seeing that guys like Pastrana who have been in the sport, same as me, two decades now gets to come to the ranch here with us and, and gets to see that, you know, culturally there's a place that exists that matches his expectation or dreams for what, you know, the culture of rally should be like our preseason testing was 
uh, jet ski double backflipping over Bucky while he fishes out of a John boat in the uh-huh. pond at the ranch that we named Lake Lassic. Like that's how we preseason tested. Oh man. And uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, but all this, all this, all this chaos and all this rad shit is, is all packed up in a show called flat out that um, will be debuting. I have no idea when, um, but it's, this is Travis's show and, and really Travis's vision. We're all really honored just to be, to kind of be in, in, in his shadow and um, alongside him. This is the show is, is the show that Travis has always wanted to make. And, and really the reason he came to the black rifle is um, the, the content team at black rifle is able to just be like, whatever you want to do, Travis, we'll do it. There's no rules. And so, um, yeah, so we're making a show called flat out. It's, it's follows cool. Travis spending his two rally championships uh, and then follows me kind of, getting my first full, full season, uh, full championship season in rallying after, you know, 20 years, a um, couple of events for Bucky where we can squeeze him in and then obviously introducing Jared and Evan and Mike Glover to the sport. So um, we'll keep you posted on, on where that lives and what and how. Um, so you don't know what platform it'll be on just yet? Well, I, it was, it's a BRCC media production that should live on Black Rifles YouTube, but as is the nature of these things, as soon as these things start happening, a lot of places are like, wait, so what's happening and what, how can we be a part of it? So, um, I'll be more tight-lipped than I am because not my company and not my show. So I can't spill enough beans, but like, it's who the hell knows where it'll end up, but it'll be, uh, if you see it soon, it'll be on YouTube. If you see it later, it'll be, you know, on some other streaming platforms of some mm-hmm. sort. Cool. That sounds like a good time. Definitely looking forward to seeing that. It's hard to not have a good time. Uh, so long as Travis has 98% or more of his bones functioning. <laughs> and depending yeah, on what those 2% of bones are. Yeah. It may yeah, or may yeah. not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the amount of times I've seen or read things about him doing crazy stuff and then the oh by the way footnotes are like the amount of broken bones that he already possessed before doing the things. Yeah. My understanding the I watched the documentary it was like God, this was like 2010 or something uh 199 lives. Yeah, I think I saw that it was one, like yeah. about him. I at that time had the statistic was like they didn't nobody knew but he had broken every bone in his body three times or two times oh, or something like that roughly you know like, yeah i broke my pelvis a couple times broken my elbow twice like huh <laughs> no thank you uh, yeah yeah exactly but and doesn't do pain meds so that's freaking yeah. crazy so are you uh are you guys campaigning like a whole season or are you kind of picking and choosing as you ramp up for like a a full slew of shit next year no glover and i mike glover and i are are running the the full uh there it is the full God, he's like a baby yeah, right will baby 2008 that's 13 years ago that's 14 years ago he yeah. like barely started rallying <laughs> right yeah there's only one one rally car in that poster yeah and it's his it's the it, that he the the rally car in that poster was the rally car that he was driving when they filmed that show in 2000, that movie in 2007, which is my, the car I'm running now, the same body style, which everybody's like, oh, it's like a vintage car. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm poor. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw a freaking uh, bug eye today listed on the local auto marketplace or whatever, and, and it had classic plates. Yeah, <laughs> that's stressful. Yeah, uh-huh. that's I'm not okay with that. Yep, that one hurt. It's like, uh, oh, that car is yeah. like, 
trying to no it's not new anymore fuck no yeah that chassis that's like a that's like a 1999 designed chassis that i was having this conversation with somebody who wanted a tacoma and i was like if you want to buy a 2001 toyota truck go buy a new tacoma they're great but like just you're buying a 21 year old truck brand new with a 2017 infotainment system or whatever the <laughs> they call them. It's so bad. Transmission that went back in time and not in a good way. Yes, 100%. Yeah, sure. like that. Like in 2009, you were like, all right, yeah, decent enough. And now you're like, how are they worse? Is it carbureted? Was that- <laughs> it's it's it Is it carbureted? Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, we're doing the full season. Mike and I are. This is again, it's Mike's rookie season as a driver. He's he's you know, this is kind of Mike's like this is his future. This is what he wants to do. Um, I'm just here to support him through that, and obviously, you know, do the events I can do. We're um, we're tied for the lead in in the championship in our class, uh, and we're you know that's our that's our big focus this year is to get the you know we want the championship in the limited four wheel drive class in um, ARA. Uh, Mike wants to just, you know, get his chops, uh, and kind of get his, his sea legs. I, I, you know, seeing the pace with Mike Glover, I, I would anticipate that, um, he'll be right with us next season and, you know, we'll be, we'll be trading stage times by, you know, 2023, 2024, uh, I hope, um, he's certainly committed enough and, and has the aptitude for it. Um, and yeah, and Travis will, uh, will continue at the top level of sport for some time. It would, it would seem. Uh, and mostly we're all just going to have a shit ton of fun and, and, uh, do really stupid things and put it into a TV show and hopefully entertain people. And, and, and most importantly, and so one of the things that, that I really loved about, again, like when we started putting this together is the biggest piece for me is like, yeah, this is all great, but this only works if people get to watch what we're doing and then they get included. Like we have to find ways to people have to come here and be a part of this. And whether that means, if that means we got to give a ton of seats away and find ways to do that, great. Like hide a golden ticket in a bag of coffee. I don't care, but just get people out here because that's what's so, that's just, I don't understand how that gets so missed in everyone's marketing efforts. It's like everybody wants to show how cool they are. And it's like, nobody, nobody gives a shit about how cool you are. People want to do cool stuff themselves. And if you're not yes. including them, then you're pandering to your own ego and get over yourself. So, yes. yeah, I mean, to your point earlier about Drive to Survive, that's the first time that the American audience has really felt included in Formula One, you know, mm-hmm. like actually engaged, actually involved and in like, it's not just this totally far away thing. And if it's that far away, it doesn't matter if it's Europe or across the US, a ways away. So yeah, tapping into yeah. the interested parties in, in a new way, you know, and that's clutch. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's huge. And I, I think, you know, drive to survive ha- has a unique, you did a unique job of like breaking this inaccessible guys who are literally behind multiple walls. Like you're, there's like layers yeah. of separation and a fire suit between you and these, these humans and showing you they're like wildly fallible, uh, super likable or hateable characters uh, and some of them have, you know, earned their way from nothing. And some of them have come from privilege and you end up finding out that, oh shit, you actually, you know, you want to hate the guys who got there from privilege, but like some of them are really likable and you want to, you know, love, it's just that, that character part is super crucial. But again, like you said, it's people can feel connected because they can then live every second of that experience by being a part of F1 live. Right. And 
once people realize that, then they're like, oh, I can be a part. Like when you watch a race in real time, especially an F1 race, and you know, you hear Jensen or Will or whoever the hell it is, you know, yelling at the screen in real time, like you're a part of that experience and you're right there with those guys. And I think, you know, that's what Rallycross has has always done well, is they've always, always had um, you know, super, super talented people like Andrew Coley as the voice of Rallycross, who is like, I, I couldn't be more I I love that dude anyways, just as a friend, but, um, you know, he's, he's also doing the VO on the show with us and, and is announcing the sport. And like, it's the same kind of deal is you get a guy like that. Who's just, you, the passion is so infectious with Andrew and everything he does. And that's his announcing. If you sit in the booth with him, the dude is jumping up and running around and screaming. Um, <laughs> awesome. I mean, how can you not, you're watching this, right? Like exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's, what's missing for this sport is, is, you know, again, like, there's been little, we've had little like glimpses of this through the years, you know, in motocross or in um, supercross or, you know, with Coley in, in, uh, you know, in rallycross and in, in world rallycross, like, but it's just drive to survive, did it in such a brilliant cohesive way and such a massive audience and broke the sport down and, and made it not racing, mm -hmm. just made it sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, this isn't like, none of us think that we're, we're gonna, you know, magically do what drive to survive. That's like the old adage of everybody's trying to be the next fucking Anthony Bourdain. Every show wants to be the, right. it's like, yeah. right, exactly. It's like gag me. Um, but the same, same concept is like something works really well. And then everybody goes, crap, how do we, how do we replicate it? And the answer is you don't, you create your own version of it. Mm -hmm. You, you, you know, you learn your lesson. So that's, that's what we'd like to see is like, how can we, how can we break the mold in, uh, in this space and introduce, you know, a new audience in, in that way. And I think the answer for us is like, we have the unique actual golden ticket of like, just put some budget towards putting people here with us, mm -hmm. like bring them here. Um, right. The cool thing with our business has always been that if you see a podcast, listen to a podcast, see a video of us, you know, or whatever. And you're like, man, those dudes look fun. Great. Come to my house and hang out with us. That's the whole point of the rally school. It's like, there's a very low pressure place where you can uh, come learn how to do all the rad stuff that you are watching in all these videos. And every single person leaves here being like, man, I thought I was going to be the exception. And like, sure enough, in a day or two, I can do all this rad stuff. Um, and that's the part that always makes like brings it full circle, no matter how hard we work, no matter how much sleep the guys lose. Like when we have people like our client today who, who stayed an extra day. Um, Cause he was like, I just don't want to go home yet and bought a day of private training and, was like what do we do today and we're like i don't know what do you want to do he's like i don't know man i just wanted to stay longer and um so we just made up a day of curriculum and it you know leveled him yeah. beyond what he thought i mean was in that regard it's this sport and this like corner of the automotive universe is totally different from f1 or from anything else because you can actually get that access you know whether it's yeah. you guys or the guys in the northeast or the northwest um you know yeah like you can actually do it and, and spend time and it's yep. approachable and affordable. And like, it's not jumping into a downforce car and after a $150,000 deposit, you know, like this yeah, is yeah. for like the real people in the world, which is yeah. kind of refreshing. It is. And, and, you know, you nailed exactly what Jared's whole passion about rally is, is he's like, dude, rally is, appears to be the most inaccessible motorsport. And don't get me wrong. It's stupid expensive, just like anything, if you want it to be, it but like, the the we're obsessed with uh it's called the mud whale super champio 
and hey. the mud whale super champio yeah take your time mm-hmm. um was a was like a joke series that uh a, in the like rally meme group somebody created and the formula is uh it's <laughs> stage miles completed times average speed divided by the value of your car okay uh, and it is it is uh, it's a made-up championship that is now our sole focus as a team because we're we can't win. Like the amount of money in Travis's car, he can he will be dead last. It's impossible for him to do well. Uh, and my car is also in a place where like it puts me way on the back foot. So the dudes leading the championship currently are Mark Rokas in a eleven thousand dollar eighty five uh, Mark II GTI, oh, very yes. pilfered second in a seventy five hundred dollar BMW three twenty five, and in oh, my third, God. my personal hero is the legend himself, Al Dantes Jr., in a $13,500 LS-swapped 87 Mazda RX-7. Well, this is the the Bill Caswell model, right? Yes, just minus the, like, minus the, like, decade and a half of milking one event and a fake narrative (laughs) about something that actually happened. And, like, this is coming from somebody who I love Bill, but, like, bro, (laughs) hang it the fuck up. Like, I'm, Uh, come on. Wait, you mean E30s, $500 E30s aren't the only thing to talk about? don't exist and that whole entire like i like i love bill but great and i gave him all the slack in the world for a long time but it's just like at, at what point after a decade and a half of of like complaining somehow now i i think i lost i think i lost the last bit that i could deal with there when uh he showed up late to the baja 1000 and then went on a drunk tirade and blamed it on everybody else and it was like all right cool that was a fun um, read yeah. yeah yeah that was, that, was that was an awkward uh instagram story but the um it is yes you are right that is exactly what it is the whole concept is like how do we create a fake championship and the whole thing i mean the the um the i'm gonna send you the link you can put on your screen because i don't want to screen share because i'm too lazy uh the 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 whole concept is it's an absolute joke and nobody takes it seriously and so we're making it a focus of our show to like highlight how people are doing in the mud whale super champion so i was one um, eye wrong on my google search you got it there it is dude look the at champ that eo <laughs> i really appreciate the this, microsoft uh paint aspect of this yeah well you know it, so this started because ara was like it took a really long time for ara to get the championship details and you know rule book and stuff out for the year so somebody's like fine here we go so they created the mud whale super champio um uh which is obviously loosely based off of dirtfish being the series sponsor for ara um <laughs> with the orange and the black uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so mud whale is uh, dirtfish is now mud whale and the ara championship is the super champio so um we're not listed yet but as you can see brandon seminuk is travis's teammate he's down in 34th just above ken block and travis pastrana Jesus. Um, they're half million yeah. dollar cars so um you know we love to see it we love to see uh love to see a few guys ahead of them uh, G- gabriel jacobson is everybody's favorite um memester in the two-wheel drive max attack teams rally meme group um down there in 25th so we're gonna have to make a meme about gabe uh getting wrecked in uh in the super champio but i'm i'm rooting for al dante's man like i uh mark and barry are probably great dudes i just don't know them so they'll have to um send me some they'll have to sext me why i should be rooting for them but like <laughs> i mean al dante's dude lx ls swapped rx7 is is just straight violence and that's what an FC RX7. That's FC. Yep. Yeah, Red Suns, bro. Yep. Goddamn. It's all about initial D. Dude, there's a Merc. Steve Gingers. 
also a legend. Yeah. Well, Leo Seaman, I'm on his team just because that's a sick name. Man. I'm trying to see. Who He's else? Do we know anybody else? Ooh, dude, J- Jimmy, though, is the honest app. Like, Jimmy Pelizari, that dude, that fucking dude is a legend. He has the ugliest, crustiest GC Subaru <laughs> with, like, I don't even remember what turbo swap is in it now. And, and he's just like this, like super mild mannered, uh, you know, real chill dude who he was a, who did he write for? He was a journalist. I mean, still is, but, but, uh, he was doing something with us when he was with some automotive outlet. I don't remember. Anyway, blind Blind deer rally sport is his team name. There you go. My guy, that dude, Jimmy, Jimmy might be the like number one secret, understated like rally talent in in the u.s um there he is look at that thing so that is before he uh popped the hood up on his roof and wrinkled the roof to hell um <laughs> as you do that's the dude that's, that's the dude funny. i'm always like i'm always hyped because i'm like yeah i'm just in this like stockish subaru up in the you know top 10 hanging with the big dogs and then like two cars behind me is jimmy pelizari and his in his like wrinkle roofed shitbox GC. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool. It like immediately humbles me. Mm-hmm. And then he'll post a stage time within a few seconds of mine. And I'm like, God, that's damn. my guy. You guys yeah. run full stages for this class? It's like. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're in a full, I mean, we're, it's, we're, we're same championship, same everything that, uh, that, uh, yeah, there he goes. Oh, Jimmy's straightening it out, mate. Close your gas cat. What are you doing? <laughs> that was, oh, lovely. did you, did you that see the right turn fold? <laughs> No oh, man, he catches a rut here in the middle of this. Yep. Oh, oh there the right front. Oh, oh he keeps going. Look at the what have you done, Jimmy? Oh, oh, yeah, man. keep it going, mate. Just stand on it, mate. Oh, I love baby. it so much. Amazing. Oh, hey, religion. Um, yeah, that's so. So honestly, I could have probably made this way simpler by just being like, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we're going after the Mudwheel Super Champio. Um, oh, and yeah. we're gonna and we have break the party, Vic. Those are the only things you actually need to know about the past eighteen months of my life. <laughs> the party, Vic. Oh God, that thing's yeah. questionable at best. So yeah, I don't think I have any pictures or videos of the party, Vic. But maybe we'll just keep that for for another think, time. I'll find. Dude, I Googled hard. I soon. was down rabbit holes and couldn't find anything. <laughs> um, I can give you. I can give you like a just this. Here's a quick like a quick. <gasps> walk around of oh my it. god it's oh, like the, yeah. the shasta graphics even I, yeah i was showing our new i think we put 33s on that thing but yeah so it's got the solo cup stripe and then it's got ricky lake and says the results are in and then uh um yeah it's pretty incredible and then we have the vintage taco bell logo on the hood and the trunk of course so as you're, one you're headed to oregon next right uh washington but same thing yeah you know. general direction how how yeah. close can you yeah. get to reno to Reno, uh, ideally not very. Why? Uh, we, what do you mean in Reno? Uh, I, I may know of a guy with a, an Audi S6 on 33s-ish that might need a new home. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off the air. Chris, we'll talk about it right now. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think it sounds like sounds like uh, that might be the Sally Jesse Raphael uh, Hardy's. <laughs> Uh, sorry, yes. dog. Oh yes, and uh, that one will go on Audi Q7 struts, not not full commercial vehicle yeah. struts. But we'd love to hear it. 
We love to hear it. This is this is really why I come here, guys, is because you are the enablers that I need in my life. Yes. I've been yeah. telling oh, yeah. people that for years that I'm just an enabler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not actually doing it. We're just enabling people to go through with their bad ideas. Bro, I am sitting on 137 acres of enabling people's terrible decisions. Our classroom, which is right in front of me, is a, is shaped in a semicircle, much like an AA meeting, because it has <laughs> to be structured that way. Because the first thing we have to do tell tell people is like, you're here because you make terrible financial decisions, and um, we're not going to help that. It's going to we're going to worsen that. Like, <laughs> this is not a financial will... advising board. No, no. I mean, I. <laughs> I do have a very strict, like a really strict cultural guideline for this company, which is like, we never take money from people for the wrong product service, or if, if they, if they have uh, the wrong expectations, like I will, I have told a lot of people, do not give me your money because you expect Red Bull or Monster to show up at the end of your three-day rally school and give you a contract to be Kenblock's teammate. And like, that's not reality. Yeah. Um, but even there, it's like, you know, I think for everybody getting involved in any category of the automotive world, it's like you have to understand what before you make any decisions, you have to understand what your budget is. And that's both your time and your money before you start an overland build, before you start a rally car build, before you make any commitment to anything like how much time do you have and how much money? Because those two things are the, like we were saying earlier, the Venn diagram of those two things decides where to focus. And um, all joking aside, I think like that's the most important piece of advice people can get no matter what they're doing with a car is like just plan before you start buying stuff and be realistic how much money like how much cash on hand and then how much money are you going to have weekly monthly quarterly annually to invest into this hobby and emphasis on the word hobby you know like treat this as treat this as scrapbooking uh this is a fun thing you're going to do with your friends and if you know you you might want to just focus on the bridge club uh if you know your budget forces that or just go buy us you know one of miscellaneous ridiculously capable stock vehicles for whatever stupid thing you want to do or do the hertz rental car uh, rally program for the local <laughs> rally cost call it good that one what, works well what's the youngest person you've had through the school Ooh, we had a 10 year old once uh um, I look, my, my prerequisite of having kids come through the school has nothing to do with the kid and everything to do with their parents. Right. I don't like every kid is more than welcome to come here. So long as they can reach the pedals, it's their parents that are the, the guiding because the people all the time are like, Hey, can my kid come? I'm like, I don't know. Are you cool? And like, you know, we start chatting with them and I'm like, Oh no, you're going to treat them. This is like a T-ball dad thing. No, you're not. No, no you're not ready for your kid to come here. So they're like, my oldest turns 14 in july he gets his initial permit then he can ride with us in the car and learn i would much yeah. rather take him someplace like where you are put him in a yeah. car and actually learn what the actual cars can do and then we go tool around at home yeah we so, so i've done a ton of that like, yeah i you know the nature of this industry is like all of our racing friends just like ship us their children for a while like give them they just send them to like texas dave's boot camp for a week and i used to have more bandwidth to do this but like I, my favorite one was my uh one of my buddies sent his son down here for two or three days and he's like just you know put him in a car do whatever send me a bill just he just needs to learn stuff i'm like all right fine so we do a little driving and i get in we get in my i had a dodge dually at the time and we go and we just start driving just like super slow, just driving around the track. And I had the slalom set up. So I'm just driving around cones and I'm like helping him develop awareness of the size of the vehicle, I'm like turn in a little earlier, clip a cone, see what that looks like, you know, 
And I was like, cool. And then uh, just back it up here. And we're going to like turn around. He goes, oh, I hate reversing. And I was like, oh, you, oh, you hate reversing. So we reversed for four and a half miles through <laughs> slaloms. Julie. Um, Hell yes. And uh, yeah, so I have a, I have a deep passion for, um, for, for like giving kids a safe environment to, I mean, for everybody, but especially for young people, um, giving them a safe environment to like, yeah, just learn the fundamentals, man. We've got yeah. rock crawling stuff in the woods. We have every category of terrain here. Um, so I, yeah, it's a super fun place for kids to like, just get to explore uh, any, any category of like car control they want to experience yeah. before they go take it out on the roads. Well, my, my, so. my oldest is, he's a classic oldest child. So like the fear of God already exists in him. So like, yeah. I'm not terrified of him. It's the one that follows him who, who mm -hmm. tends to live his life. Like he's in a constantly being recorded YouTube video. And, yeah. and I, and I, my phrase that I used to him all the time is like, no one's watching. Will you please stop? <laughs> yeah, no yeah. one is watching. Like, yeah. but he's a classic middle child. So like, I, I definitely wakes up in the morning and is like, "What's up, YouTubers? It's <laughs> Love to Shred seventy two here. Get ready to do the day, guys. First thing we're gonna do is brush our teeth. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, no Don't one's watching. Oh god, we're so we're so hosed. There's an entire generation of kids whose entire value is built on how many people are watching them do stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so. The, the thing I come back to all the time is like the same kid, his friend group, the things that they watch is, and no offense intended to do perfect at all sure. is they watch those dudes constantly yell at each other. Anytime they win or lose something, they don't yeah, see yeah. the 15 years ahead of time of them being actual good friends to each other, mm -hmm. nurturing that relationship long enough to the point where they can then go make some goofball comedy thing that is presented to yeah. the world to millions of followers and the four hours of shooting before they got the one that they put on the actual youtube video right yeah 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 it's oh man yeah well we're all hosed that's yeah. that it's great <laughs> oh. well, that, that's like i just kind of the meteor yeah like he he got a mountain bike for christmas and so like we're, we're trying to do other things uh yeah dude dude perfect has 57 million subscribers Nope. So nope. number? That's countries that. of people. Like <laughs> seriously. Nations are subscribed to your YouTube channel. I'm like, uh I, there's like a small, there's like a tiny uh island off the coast of uh, the state of Georgia that subscribes to my Snake Whoa, Island and seven Ukrainian guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I have a um, I have a subdivision just outside of Tallahassee that is subscribed to my YouTube channel. So that's a country that in of itself. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, so, are you uh, are you running Pikes Peak this year? No, no. I have I've been off the peak for six years. We went last year. I went with Bucky to do some content and just kind of show him around. And there was. There's some like early conversation that I might go back for the hundredth running, but I just, we, you know, you got to pick your battles and we chose to put all our eggs in the rally basket. So um, I'm going to go support Cole. Our, our good buddy, Cole Pallison is, uh, is building a six liter power stroke swapped R35 GTR. Take your time on that one. Um, mm -hmm. Six uh, liter on. power stroke R35 GTR. That's the one. So that's like, yeah, you'll want to look uh, so a uh, six liter power stroke fully dresses 966 pounds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, some good stuff. 
GTRs aren't light, wow. so it's ready for that. Here's the thing about a GTR. You can put you can put like five engines in a GTR and it's a negligible weight gain because they're so heavy. So exactly. It's like, that's what's... Yeah. yeah, you get oh, it. Oh wow, an RB twenty five D T is seven hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah. What is the VQ? What is in that? VQ thirty five or whatever? Is that the stock engine? Uh that would that? be like three fifty Z. I don't remember what the hell is in the skyline. 35D. So I went and got an image of an R35 at least. We can talk about that. Oh, it's a 35. Oh, I was thinking it was like a, I don't know, my brain immediately thought. You were thinking 34, the ones we can't get? I don't know, 32 or 33. Like VQ38. For the engine? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Isn't that what it is? Yeah, the VR38. Sorry, I don't know words, guys. The one that they build in the like hydroponic or hyperbolic chamber or whatever. Hyper, not hyperbolic. Yeah. It's You're definitely not, not hyperbolic. Even close. Not you said even hyperbolic. hyperbolic. <laughs> it's also not hyperbolic. You know what I'm saying. I like hyperbolic and hydroponic. Honestly, both of those are, are good. Uh, I was good with so both. much better than what Welcome it really to the is. Hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> Welcome. Man, that sounds like an, that's my next that's actually my new hardcore band's name. <laughs> uh, actually, VR, pretty good. What is a VR 38 way? VR 38. I'm on the YouTube page, but I'm failing. I got um, 610. 608 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 610. So 610 pounds for a stock engine. Uh, and I don't know. It's a four, four, five. It'll be fine. It, the, the bottom line is that, look, it's a built, like the most violently built six liter power stroke that you can imagine going into an R35 with the bodywork on it that he used to set the time attack track record at coda um so and cole is cole is a and besides being having the sweetest smile and the kindest is just like generally the kindest human you've ever met uh, you should definitely have him on um he his last name? is cole powelson he is an absolute maniac behind the wheel uh he also so cole built Something the like sierra car the the Hayabusa powered oh, uh, really? cross carts. Yep. Well, <laughs> he'll, he would rage if he heard you call him that, but yes, they're <laughs> the Sierra cars that are vaguely based on a cross cart. They're cars. Okay. Cars. Yeah. That's so, vaguely familiar. Um, so it, it's what, yeah, like 900 horsepower and like 2,100 pound feet of torque or something silly the way the power is. I'm sure it's something up. like that. Probably, yeah, it's probably four digits of power and, you know, five digits of torque just about or whatever, <laughs> you know, the, the um in a perfect world uh yeah it's gonna be something like that so they're going after the diesel record so i'm gonna i'm gonna go support him and then um our buddy aaron kaufman is racing uh the oh look it's even got our little logo on there that was, um, that was like a good time i know what i'm doing when yeah. i'm picking images <laughs> yeah you do the um hey, even better look it says ArcLight on there that's kaufman's company so kaufman will be there in uh the diesel f100 old smoky or whatever that thing's called yeah um, so there's there's like a really fun sort of diesel battle going on i'm gonna go support all the homies and hang out uh at the peak for that oh you know what did i lie because i'm supposed to go to goodwood ooh, i think ooh, that might also be uh, fun little shindig yeah i think i've lied about that in fact i think after i go to goodwood maybe so i'll have to see when that is happening so you're not going to support all of your friends that you said you were going to support? No, I lied. I said I was going to do all these nice things, but that was just so that I, that was my virtue signaling. I actually don't care about these guys at all. I'm going to go to England and do cooler things. Um, <laughs> this is what's been happening. 
this. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally held. This is the same weekend as as Goodwood. So I'm gonna just phone it in then from the UK. I'm gonna tell Cole, "Wow, you're doing great." I'm not actually mm-hmm. gonna be able to see it because the inter- England doesn't have the internet. I can't watch nothing there. <laughs> Pretty sure. I just they're all their internet tubes are clogged. Is Cole uh, is Cole Life Motorsports with a Y? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's our guy. Speaking of weekends. So you're in Oregon next weekend? I'm in Washington, Washington. next weekend. Yeah. And then oh, okay. uh, we'll be racing in Oregon a month later. Gotcha. Okay. Will anybody be at the ranch if I were to come by next weekend? Uh, yeah. There's always people here. Uh, what are you doing in town? I have to be at a wedding next Saturday just outside Austin at like oh, five good. o'clock. So was thinking about maybe an early morning drop in. Uh, yeah, we'll arrange something. I'll get you hooked up with the, with the squad here. Uh, you can come take some sweet photos. So the next time I'm Sounds on good. here with uh, Micah and Cole and Jared and Zach, and That's it's going to so be a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we're going to do a round table. It's going to be a 19 hour podcast. Oh, uh, God. You know what that has dude, to be? That has to be in ever. person. <laughs> no you guys aren't allowed to see each other in person yeah no i didn't say we had to be there we just have Everybody to get all else. of you in the same place with one you know, mic this is that sounds dangerous this isn't the first time that's come up recently where we were like you know what we need to get just like every guest that's willing to join for one podcast and then we're done it's the same everybody on one show and it's over yeah remember when yeah, TST... it'll be five weeks long yeah but it's like an endurance race but it's a podcast so everybody just goes to sleep after 45 minutes anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then tunes back in for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you remember this is the 24 hours of podcast edition. Everybody does the intros, watches all of us argue for five uh, minutes, goes to sleep for like three quarters of a day, comes back and catches a 10 minute recap of all the shit we've argued about and then watches <laughs> the last half hour. Yep. It's perfect. It rains at some point, like a few people go off and then uh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely like a third of the field disappears throughout the thing. Yeah, yep. You Comes don't know who food, out. but didn't offer food to anybody else. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Right? So he's, he's <laughs> goes. Um, remember, I think it was like TST that did that a long time ago, where they had like eight or ten people in the show, like on the show. Like their their time. early episodes were like yeah. everyone. It was like the drinking and smoking show, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that would be not for me. Right? Um, yeah, no, I uh, uh, will be. I'll be in some combination of Washington and Oregon. Uh, but you're obviously welcome to come, as is all of the your lovely listeners and viewers. Come hang out with us. Come see us at the Rally Ranch. Uh, just you know, give us maximum notice. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're, if anybody's cruising through Austin, we've got a ninety-nine dollar rally experience. It's three laps on in a rally card. No experience necessary for a hundred bucks. We created that as like a is like that we could give our money to Instagram and Facebook to like show you ads of how cool we are, or we could just lose some money by giving you a chance to drive a rally car for a hundred bucks and come meet us in person. Cause anytime you like shake someone's hand and you meet them in person, it's a lot easier to understand what we're all about. So um, we stopped trying to describe how cool rally cars are. Cause it's like describing sex with a waste of everybody's time. Uh, <laughs> and and awkward, like, no, it's going to be rad. You're going to be like, wow, Brian, you're just, wow, it's just like, no, I don't get it. Um, that's amazing they're like how do you pronounce it b-r-a-p-p-p-p-p-p i, I don't understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh, uh 
Dickie the Jason. the ranch is open pretty much seven days a week. So uh, anybody wants to come see us, come see us, and uh, obviously keep your eyes and ears tuned for flat out wherever the hell that lives. I'll send it to you guys when the time comes, and I'll try and get the rest of the squad on here. How many yeah. uh, how many cars are uh, automatic versus manual for you? One automatic and forty something manuals. I don't okay. know. Okay, I, I had knee surgery, so I don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't think I can kick a clutch pedal. You'll again. be fine. <laughs> just You'll use the crutch. Fine. Just just, just use I'm the off crutches. I'm off crutches. Hey. I'll just bring the crutch. Yeah, you. Uh, I seen Travis Pastrana come out here, man. I got that dude crazy. <sighs> or whatever. He came out here and I was like, man, he got like twelve broken bones and he's doing triple flips in a in a Subaru, man. I don't even know what's going triple on. Flips wild Subaru. Subaru. Don't worry about it. You'll see it on the show, probably. Dude, I got probably. I got in the truck the other day and didn't have to change how my body was positioned or use my hands to get my left leg in the truck. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's funny cool. how your scale adjusts itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's like, true. Well, we're glad you're recovering. Oh, yeah. Uh, None yeah, of the good pills anymore. Some, so. Yeah. Give us some time to dial in and come down and party. Definitely. Uh, I'm also hoping yeah. that I, so the new company I work for now makes adventure vans. And so I'm hoping I can just borrow a van. So then camping at the ranch is easier too. And then. Yeah. Yeah. We can yep. do that. We'll do a whole a whole thing. We'll get Mike Glover down here and he'll be like, all right, survival. Here's how we do it. <laughs> He's going to so look at my survive. van and be like, you brought way too much stuff. That stuff's yeah. all yeah. falling out. Yeah. That's every time I see Mike, he breaks my elbow and he's like, all right, how do we get through this? And I'm like, what's happening? But it's important life lessons of Mike Glover, you know? Um, <laughs> how do I get out of this? I die. That's how I get out of this. Yeah, you just die. That's literally it. You ever seen 127 uh, hours? This is how. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. No, I want no. no, thank you. There's a certain category of entertainment that I'm like, this isn't entertaining. This is, I don't enjoy this. This is just this is suffering painful. and I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also filed yeah. In, in that category, hot sauce. Yeah, I like hot sauce, but there's a there's a limit for oh, sure. Yeah. You you can go too far. There's the threshold where it tastes good, and then there's the threshold where you can't taste you. anything for 24 hours. That's not fun. Yeah, there's like the permanently uh damaged your entire digestive system. Um, you know, that I'm good. I'm good on that. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yep. Ancient I'm proverb once said, spicy going in, spicy coming out. What do you mean by that? Explain in vivid detail. Also, also applies to some rally drivers. Yeah, yeah. We, we try to say easy and fast out, but I don't think that applies to food. Yeah, no. That doesn't, no. We don't want I mean, enough I'm really soup. Glad, yeah, that's fair. I'm really glad that we started before we were on air with dick jokes and we're finishing with diarrhea jokes. Yeah, that's really good. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. Woo! Adulting 101. We've done it. So glad to know we've still got it, you know? We've mm-hmm. still it got it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I'd say, what um, do you want to plug? But I feel like we have. No, I already did it. I just dropped it in really organically. <laughs> yep. It's not my first video. Yep. Uh, nope, that's it. Uh, we're all good here. Thanks, guys, for your time. It was great. <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap it up. What are, what are you, uh... <laughs> as, he, as he leans in. <laughs> no, hang on. There's, what does it say? Hot chocolate chunks of coffee now. I mean, of chocolate now, and it's wow. I'm just literally eating like smushy chocolate now <laughs> from the bottom. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like chewing this cocoa now. That's where we're at. It's like maybe, I have four dogs just staring at me. You because you're like you're eating and they're not. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's furious. <laughs> My dog comes in. He, he literally will bump me with his nose until I feed him. So like, I always know, like if I've been working too long, cause I've worked past the time it's time to feed him. Cause I start getting bumped. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Hey boss. Well, so Roger, who, Roger, who you saw just walk in behind us, Roger feeds the dogs every day at the exact same time. And so like, they'll get real restless about four minutes before Roger shows up, which like that doesn't happen with me because I'm a space cadet and I'll just feed them sometime between when it's not quite dark and the middle of the night. And, uh, so like yeah roger rolls in it's like and they all were like let's go and all queued up and i was like <laughs> we're gonna do this thing instead and so now they're just losing their mind march come here what do you mean that it's not time, time for second dinner <laughs> i already had first dinner but now it's time for second dinner girl no she doesn't want it she's mad at me because she's like oh. i won't talk to you in food see we had jeff on last week and we were talking about instituting the law in or the, the podcast rule in which if a dog is off camera it needs to be on camera I agree. I'll, I'll fix this. I got to just get Margie. <laughs> Cute Dave oh, chasing the dog around the room. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You know, she took a couple steps out. But this this is large Marge, Marge, Marge. Hi, Marge. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, why am I being picked up? I don't get carried anywhere ever. Marge is like, what is this computer? Let's see. Can the dogs Say talk? Hi, Reese. Say hi. Reese and Marge. Marge. We got Reese and Marge. Wow. Margie. <laughs> Margie. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, and then of course i would bring mondo but he's 150 pounds but as you see mondo has his own cafe as is cafe uh, du mondo. Is the yeah. cafe du mondo. Yep. so yep. is that your yeah, dog has their own no that's falcor falcor lives falcor. uh he now lives at my uh former business partner's house with his family because he couldn't do the stairs anymore so he's uh he has fluff town there but makes sense uh yeah it's just a never-ending cycle of dogs here. It's just, <laughs> we find a new one every week. Just in and out all day, every day. That's oh, a, my favorite thing about my new job is that it's pet friendly and I can take the dog back to work with me again. That's great. That's awesome. Because he, yeah, like when I got him, he was eight weeks old. And the only reason I got him is because my old boss was like, yeah, bring him to work. And so he just every day he would go and sit under my desk and so we did that for three years and then got laid off and was like oh shit i gotta find something else so i gotta find a friendly job yeah yeah for six months yeah everybody's like everybody's expectations for jobs now are so bizarre (laughs) compared to what it was before it's like Mm -hmm. i'd like to work from home for four days a week i'd like to come into the office for one day but I won't work more than five hours in person. And I have to bring be able to bring my 137 pound dog. Uh, and Service I dog. need free parking. And also you need to pay for my fuel. Um, and I have a hybrid and I expect to be able to plug my car in when I get there. Uh, <laughs> what? Yep. It's, it's incredible. Yep. I love it. You're not wrong. Good for the people. Power to the people, man. You yeah, know, yeah. tell them what you need. I'm, I'm excited to take them again. It'll be fine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, a, I, an ideal workplace. Uh, I did recently, I did recently increase my commute, uh, absurdly though, because I'm going from a, I, I bought a house two doors down from the ranch. So I'm going from a 37 foot walk to like a, like a, uh, 43 second drive and I'm Oof. over it already. How are you going to manage? I'm not, I might, dude, I'm going to probably like, I'm gonna probably ride my bike to work sometimes. <laughs> to say, are you going to have to get a different vehicle? for your commute like <laughs> yeah my vehicle is gonna have to be street legal because it's gonna have to go on a public road for the first time in seven years what oh are we gonna do God. i know i know it's, it's tough just get 
So Antique plates would still work. That's that should be under the mileage. Yeah, unfortunately, most of my vehicles probably could have oh. antique plates. I do have an MGB that I that I commute in regularly. Mm -hmm. That thing party card. Roadster or GT? Yeah. Uh, well, I have both. The Roadster is the one that I drive, but we have a GT that I'm like we, we're yeah. building as like a Safari uh, MGB GT. Yeah, uh, so it's going to be the coolest GT yeah. ever. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the also plan. we have like five engines laying around we're like which one of these will fit in an mgb gt and they're like well all of the engines will fit but none of the humans will fit is the issue that we're Dude, running that's, into that's my wow. issue with them that's yeah that's a problem i don't have so ross yeah. is normal sized i'm normal like zach uh, stack and i yeah. are almost exactly the same size oh man yeah you guys could maybe i should just build this for you guys to drive then because lord knows i can't fit it we were like yeah we can put this in and then race seats in a roll cage and somebody's like you're out of your fucking mind well you can build the roll cage so long as you're okay with your shoulders sticking two inches past the door bars yeah in the main hoop but um, you know <laughs> i don't just, think the crunch the fia is not uh not like for this is not good eh? for you could, uh, it depending on how far you want to go with this thing you could make it a center seat car I don't want it. Yeah, no, I don't want yeah. that. Hard pass. I don't that's even like want to a... pick the rust. That's the level of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah, that's like a busy no. thing. Like, oh, so we've made it nothing like what it was before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here you go. Here's something that vaguely resembles the words that we use to describe it. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, amazing. bless. Well, I'll keep you guys posted on the, the MGB um, Safari build when I actually get to it. Um, Definitely. Among cool. the other. 135 projects that we have in this shop but what is functional should i drive something next saturday oh, i don't know everything, everything. all kinds of stuff yeah getting the civic million civic. yeah civic life. we got some civic we have i don't know we have a uh i think there's a brz in the shop uh there Sold. was an e46 there at some point there's brz is good fleet of fiestas and mazda 2s got it great yep we're um, leave it at that yeah, check the boys I'll put you in touch with Rob, check the boys, figure something okay. out, get you done. I think once upon a time, we were doing a podcast and I, I can't remember who our guest was, but we were talking about you and I messaged through the website chat after a whole bunch of drinks. And I was like, Dave, get your ass back to, on the show or something. And he was like, this is actually <laughs> Rob, but I'll let him know. <laughs> Yeah, that feels right. That's yeah. usually what happens. Either me or it's Rob answering things for me uh because i'm asleep yep. my, my favorite is still your marketing emails come from info at rally ready but it comes with dave's name attached to the top yeah. so sometimes i'm like wait is dave emailing me hold on let me look at the no it's not dave it's the marketing <laughs> one <laughs> I, got him. Exactly. I write them all i just usually somebody will be like here's the email that we need uh and then they'll be like here's what we wrote and i'm like well throw that away and then i'll write something else in 30 seconds I'm like we're gonna send that and i'm like absolutely and they're like all right whatever you say <laughs> uh, that's you know that's how we run our marketing is, right is it's like fun. a team of people who pay lots of money to make smart decisions and they just look at all the things you do and they're like okay that's what he wants to do i guess we're doing that and then you know usually it works and then later see just genius is never recognized in its own time because uh you look like a fucking idiot in your own time well you're authentic <laughs> that's not yeah that's what they call it that's yeah. what they call it authentic yep yep that's the uh, pc appropriate word <laughs> 
It's like uh, the authentic Dollar General experience. It's <laughs> a guy, guy with marketing agency experience came up with authentic. That's what. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I had a call this morning that went on for about three hours where the word authentic got said about 123 times, and I was Hoi. like, "All right, like, Hoi. yeah, 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 we're gonna be authentic." Sorry, I can't do. I can't oh. say it anymore. <laughs> genuine? Did no one say genuine? Is that yeah? Like- yeah. Uh, I think we skipped that one. There were okay. some other ones in like there. Real, like real in italics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is this is quickly devolving from impact to comic sans. So uh you know, it's, it's yeah. that's how uh, you end a call. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is starting to feel a little comic sans. I'm gonna catch up with you guys later. We'll circle back on this one. You guys go ahead and ping me and we'll link up again. We can table it for now. Oh, oh no. Oh, you Cringe. just agency that's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Oh boy. All right, gentlemen. Oh boy, All right. boy, boy. I'm gonna wrap it up real fast. Okay. You can rate review the show on iTunes. iTunes. Why do I say iTunes every time? All of the places. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Google Music, all Amazon Music, Spotify. Uh you can like and subscribe YouTube. Dave is at Texas underscore Dave or at Rally Ready or at Rally Rescue or at BRCC underscore motorsports. Where else do you appear? Because <laughs> kind of everywhere, uh, it seems. I can give you my mom's cell phone number. You can text her. I'm, I hang out at her house sometimes. <laughs> I, think that's it. I think we got a, a, enough of them there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Follow Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Uh, Ross is no, not like the one from Friends, still. Uh, I'm at Overlanding Dad. And you can read what we write on Hooniverse, UTV Driver, ATV Writer, Everyday Driver, and US News and World Report. That's it. Whoa, U.S. News and World Report. Wow, I got to look at that. Chris is fancy. Yeah, but hey, it's like, Chris, I see. Uh, it's not that many. It's just. It's not that many. Oh, is it, oh just this whole thing? Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't. Wow. <laughs> oh, this? Nothing. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to read about the Bronco Raptor. Everything that's, I need to know. That's about it. Boom. Yeah. Raptor. I, I did one that was, uh, they were like, pick the 10 best off-road camper trailers. And I was like, well, yeah, I will. Absolutely. You like, mean from memory? It's <laughs> like, do I just, yeah, do I have to do this? One? So I get to like pick my favorites. And so like, I, that was actually kind of fun. The that new one fun. I have is like, uh, they wanted 10 best overland vehicles. So I was like, well, excuse like, am I limited to 10 guys? What like, do you I, mean? Exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? guys? When you say overland, I need you to refine that. And they're like, oh God, it's going to be one of these, isn't it? Mm-hmm. exactly so no it's actually it's been fun so anyway yeah, thanks Dave all right yeah thanks Dave um, been fun I'm gonna go subscribe